0: The Women's Fund for Scotland is Scotland's only dedicated fund for women and girls. I'm Susan Morrison and this is our podcast where we talk to inspiring women, improving the lives of those women and girls today. This episode we meet Val and the healing powers of fluffy pillows, biscuits and a good hot cup of tea. So Val, tell us all about the wonderful work you do there in that lovely building in the Pleasance. We've been working
1: in Edinburgh since 1985. Wow. Wow. yeah, so we started in our founding trustee's living room and she was trying to support women um to have choices in birth which were not available in 1985 um, or if they were available, people didn't really know about it. So Nadine's view was just to provide information and advocacy for women who maybe had ideas about how they wanted to give birth and what an appearance they wanted to be. And it very quickly grew and evolved. Um, and I think in the space of about 10 years, they were in three or four different buildings because they kept getting bigger and they kept we kept kind of growing out of um, the room we were in, if you like, and eventually landed at Lower Gilmore Place. So we started supporting maybe seven or eight women through their pregnancy in Nadine's living room to having 400 people a week come into the centre. Well it seems that you started
0: very small um and with a very, with and I'm, I don't mean this in that way with a limited ambition which was to to help women make better choices for themselves for their for their births and their pregnancies and now now you've let, like a child you've grown and, grown and grown and grown and grown and grown and so you're now supporting women from pregnancy right the way through like you said to preschool I
1: mean that's quite something isn't it it is and i mean our our kind of postnatal up to 12 months is really the, the support for the women or the parents, should we say. Um, but um, all of our groups are to support the parents. They're not, we don't run children's activities. Our, our kind of view is that if you're supporting a parent, you're going to have a happier child anyway. You know, so all of our sessions are, are focused around the mum or the dad. And, and that's why we do a lot of kind of postnatal work up to 12 months, but we do have groups for, four families up to school, you know and if we get our, our families into our music classes for example you know we we, we see them until you know, these little kids go to school and they've been they came when they're in their mum's tummy and we journey right through it's lovely actually it's really nice
0: so tell me some what did the the women's fund for scotland what's the funding that you got from them what did it help you do
1: So we applied for that during the COVID-19 sort of emergency funding. And we had asked uh, the Women's Fund to give us a little bit of extra money so that we could run an additional mother space. So if I can explain what mother space is, it's a group we run We've for about 10 years now. And it's a a two-hour a week facilitated session for women with babies under six months old. And um, it's a really popular group. It's free to attend. They come along, sit in a circle on pillows drink tea, and just talk about the highs and lows of the week. We often hear crying, we hear laughter, we have all sorts of, everything comes out in these groups, but there's a lot of peer support, but the facilitator holds that space really well. And often all these women really want is someone to give them a cup of tea, they can sit in a pillow and just have a, you know, download what's been going on. So Mother Space is a really popular group, and we see women coming there for maybe four months and then they kind of move on to other other groups or to other activities out with the centre. But they've built that core group of women, other women who are going through exactly the same thing at the same time. Because we were running Mother Space online during COVID, um, we could only have, I think, about 11, because any more than that, the little screens on Zoom just weren't conducive to people being open and sharing everything. So we asked the Women's Fund to give us funding to run two a week. But when we asked the women, what day would work best for them given that they were you know their, their husbands would be working at home or their partners would be at home working so we were saying what was best they said we just don't want to sit online we want to meet other women we want to meet other mums and um, but because of restrictions we couldn't so we had a meeting with our trustees and some other of our antenatal facilitators and came up with mother walk which is a mother space but outside walking Ah. Um, and that's where we asked the Women's Fund if we could re-divert it from what was Mother Space to Mother Walk. And the, fund, the funders, they were, they were fantastic. We're like, yeah, whatever works. So we basically took it outside and we had up 14 women. I think we could have about 14 at, at that point because there was these restrictions with how many people could be. And we had the facilitator um, and we had 14 women walking for two hours or, you know, walking, stopping, breastfeeding outside all through the pandemic, as soon as they could. And that made a massive difference. You know, just see each other with babies. I mean, somebody in the group said, we've never seen another baby. Yes, I can believe that, yes. In the modern world, especially during the pandemic as well. They were pushing, if they were out on one hour, they could get out a day, if you can imagine, being stuck inside with a baby. Oh, I can't. And, no, and um, to see they weren't even allowed to look at other babies because you would never put your your head in someone else's pram during the pandemic. So this woman said, "This is the first baby I've seen that is my own baby." I mean,
0: I can believe that because another thing is when 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 I was growing up, there were babies and the street and other people having babies around you. But these days, we're, we're sort of like more single unit family. If you know what I mean, like you, I can believe that. I mean, imagine being stuck in a house, with a baby and it's your first baby, and uh, no, I, I can't even, I don't, I can't even handle being stuck in the house with just me. So the idea of having this tiny child and you can't get away. I mean, when I when I, when I had my first baby, one of the things that I used to do was I used to go out to the house, lived in Leith, and just, and just, uh, my uh, my husband would watch, watch our daughter and I would go out, just go out for 10 minutes myself, by myself. I used to go to Boots the Chemist. Because <laughs> the girls would always
1: talk to you there. <laughs> You just needed that break, don't you? Just and you just and need to go. They they didn't have that, and when they were sitting on a screen on Mother Space, which was a a great a great support for them, they were still inside. They had their, their partners working, trying to be quiet, you know. Like you know you've got this little baby, and I think I think we just found that the the women flourish because. They were just getting that human contact that they hadn't had and that was the, that was really what the funding was for to to allow us to support more women um during the pandemic and it just so happened that they came up with this
0: it's a brilliant idea absolutely fantastic um so can i just take you a little bit back on that story so you already had f- funding to do something mother space and then somebody sat there and went wait a minute i got a great idea let's call it mother walk and you felt that you could go back to the Women's Fund for Scotland and say, listen, you gave us this funding, but we'd like to change what we use it for.
1: Yes, because actually when we got the original funding, um, it took us a couple of months to get that group up and running again because we asked the women and um, we came up with this idea and we went back to, to um, Women's Fund and explained that we were slightly later in launching the second group. But actually, could we do this? And yeah, absolutely. Whatever works best, because we were still supporting the same group of people.
0: I'm fascinated by the fact that you felt the was Fund for Scotland is not, not just a funder, but someone who will listen to you and that you can and you can,
1: can take control. To, to kind of go back a step, I guess I was quite new to fundraising when I took on the role of coordinator. You know, it takes a bit of time to be comfortable approaching funders because, you know, you desperately need funding. Everyone desperately needs it. And you're so scared that you, you apply and it's not what they want or they can't support you and you put all this effort into this application and nothing's come of it. So when you have funding and then you have to go back to a funder, it can be quite intimidating. I thought to say, you know, actually, I don't know if we're going to manage to to do this, but we would like to do this. And it was a one of our trustees who worked as a fundraiser on their own, and she said, that's what funders want. They want to talk to you. They want to develop relationships with you. And she says, phone the women's fund and ask. And I did and, yeah, it was absolutely, yeah, go for it. So, yeah, I realised that actually, you know, it is all about communication, isn't it? Because I'm, I'm sure funders understand that things change all the time in, in terms of organisations. Yeah. So um, to be reactive to that or to listen is really important, you know, but also for people to know that, that
0: is possible to do. It's it's a great lesson for us all to take away from that is the fact that you were quite proactive in going and, and approaching them, but you felt that you could approach them as well, which is, is a really great thing. And, get, and without thinking, oh, I bet there'll be a, a whole load of forms that I need to fill in or something like that, you, you could just call. So, in a way, the Women's Fund for Scotland is almost like a partner more to you than, than just a funder.
1: Yes absolutely I think that's really important because when you're running groups there's a requirement for continuity you need to provide funding for these groups or you you can't continue them and it's one of the things that frightens us as a charity that we offer support and then we have to withdraw because there isn't funding there and the only way to do that is to develop a relationship and to have a funder where you feel comfortable and there is a bit of a I guess a sort of track record maybe or some sort of connection where they're understanding what you're trying to do.
0: That's very, very encouraging. But I mean, you've you've come out of the pandemic now. And um, I don't know if you've seen the latest stats, but it looks like the world and her sister are planning to have a baby. Mm-hmm. So, does this yeah. mean that you've
1: got greater challenges coming up? Yeah, well, I mean, as long as people are having babies, we'll be fine. And of course, we don't want people to be um, feeling like they need support. But the, the bottom line is that it doesn't really matter what, what your your financial situation is, what your 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 professional status is. When you have a baby, it's it's almost like a baseline, isn't it? It takes everybody back to the most simple yep. a complete leveller is what I'm trying to say. So yes, we we have always got people wanting to join our groups or to come along to our groups. But what's really important to us is that they, they know that free support's available and that's quite hard to get out sometimes.
0: I was going to ask you that. I mean how, how do how do women find you? Is
1: it word of mouth or pre-pandemic, it was all word of mouth. So we were sort of quite lucky that people who came loved what we did and told everybody when they fell pregnant to pregnancy and parents into their their groups and their support's amazing. Um, because we we'd moved from where we were, people thought we had closed perhaps or oh. that you know they didn't really know what was happening because we had that almost two-year break you know, from when, when we knew we were moving to finding our place and then opening back up after the pandemic. So we've lost a lot of those connections and we've had to work really, really hard to find new ways of telling people about us. And I think it's fair to say that parents now are different from they were 10 years ago, you know, even the way they get information. Um, we still do a lot of our work by email, for example, Parents don't want to email and ask for a place. They want to be able to book on online when they're breastfeeding in the middle of the night. They want to book their baby massage or, you know. So we're having to relearn a lot about how people find out about us. And that's a real shift. We still have a lot of feedback that when people come to us, they come because friends have told them about us. But also the fact that we've got a new website makes a massive difference. So It's a combination, I think, of word of mouth, not referrals, because we don't take, we're not a referral-based organisation, but having a lot of um, connection with community midwives, making sure that birth workers in the city know what we're doing, um, so that they can share with their families, and also collaborating with local organisations, because they're the people who know the families in the area.
0: Isn't that interesting, that even the way that your parents uh, communicate with you has changed?
1: Mm, yeah.
0: Back in 1985, it would have been a phone call. <laughs> but now now that that's a website you need. Things have changed so much, haven't they? I also love the way that you, because you, you pointed that out. So in other words, that your your client base, the, the mums and the, the parents-to-be, they, they kind of obviously, they must feed stuff back to you all the time. And you, you clearly
1: take that on board. Yeah, it's really important. So every Every group or session we run, we ask for feedback. And one of our trustees is responsible for looking at that regularly. Um, I do that as well as coordinator for a number of reasons because it's often the little things that they tell you that is the most important that means so much. It's 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 really things such as um you know I'll, we we always sit in pillows in our group and um somebody saying the pillows were quite thin we need to get puffier pillows because obviously when pregnant women are sitting on pillows they do obviously they start off very big and then they end up being really thin like pancakes so it's stuff like that. But it's also listening to people about um, what they want to see and what they want out of their groups that they're not getting. And we always share that with with our facilitators. It's all confidential. You know, we share it with the facilitators, but Mm we we maintain the privacy of the person who said it.
0: Did you know, Val, I I find this absolutely shocking, but apparently only 1.8% of um, charitable giving goes to women's groups, women and girls. Isn't that shocking?
1: I find it astonishing personally that we have women and girls who we know in the news day to day how difficult it is for women at the moment and it's not getting any better is it no and i find find it astonishing that there's so few um funds available for that and i think it's a lot about um getting out there and speaking to funders people who um want to trust who who are looking to support people to tell them that actually what we need is completely different from other groups, you know, and and 50, is it fifty two percent of the population are think Why have we not got that portion of the funding? I've been asking this question over the last three days.
0: Uh, I've got a couple of answers, none of which please me. One of them being, is it because women are actually too good at shouldering their burdens and carrying on, mm-hmm. and are being just too slow in in or or just not being forward enough in asking? Yeah. Or you know, like Nadine back in 1985. Oh, I can just do this in the living room. You know,
1: make do and mend almost. Or, or that maybe society doesn't really doesn't value women because we we just don't shout loud enough, do we? We just get on with it. That that's what we've done historically, and we still do it. I know. I think I think
0: you've, you've you've I mean, we still do it. So just to use um, our sort of pregnancy-related pregnant women and morning sickness. Oh, it's just something that you need to put up with. And it's not until the the mother of the heir to the throne starts chucking up on a regular basis that we all go, oh, oh that is a serious problem. So, yes. but we're just very good at soldiering on. I think that's our problem. But I am delighted that you're there because... Obviously, it's it's great that there are advocates out there for different for different approaches to childbirth as well, because the, you know there used to be just that one you need to do it this way sort of thing. But it's brilliant that you're there and breaking down the isolation for young women as well, which I think is really
1: important. Yeah, that that's that's one of the the kind of cornerstones of what we do. We our groups are there to build supportive networks. We know that that is something that can prevent postnatal depression. It's almost so simple that if people have that space to go to that um, it's one of the things that might help or avoid people experiencing that. So um, all of our groups of tea team, Biscuits, our, our biscuits are quite legendary, actually, because <laughs> when you come in and you've had a rotten morning and you've not slept all night and, and, you know, somebody gives you a pillow and you sit down on the floor and you chill out and, and somebody gives you a hot cup of tea and a, a biscuit, how tea can sort thaw- almost anything, not oh, everything. Aye, aye. Um, and, 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 and through that, women are sitting together in a circle or you know with a facilitator and just talking not always about pregnancy not always about birth and, and all sorts of things but it's the fact that they're sitting beside somebody who can say, yeah that oh I know that yeah that's happened to me it's just connection again isn't it it's being beside people it's being um kind of arm in arm with people somebody
0: who gives you a hug gives you a cup of tea and a biscuit that is amazing how much your day can just get lightened up by that and I'm so so glad that you're there i really am i think you're gonna have your hands full in the future because it says it, it does appear that we we'll, we could be looking at another population mini explosion shortly yeah <laughs> get recruiting you better get you better get recruiting you better buy more biscuits and take a look at this take a look at the fluffy pillow situation and after your strategy meeting i'm sure the women's fund for scotland is waiting for your call
1: thank you, know, thank you val thank you so much, Susan.
0: Thank you for joining us and listening to this story. I hope you've been inspired. And if you would like to support the Women's Fund for Scotland, search for us online and listen out for our other podcast episodes.